if you're a part of this world today, you probably have a phone. And this phone has probably at least once gotten you to stay on it for more than you would have liked. Now, in part one of this topic, we talked about understanding the motives behind why we go on our phones. So the emotion that drives us to scroll for what seems like forever. So if you didn't listen to that, make sure you listen. But today, I really wanted to talk about the strategies that have helped me currently and in the past to overcome phone addiction. Because I used to spend countless hours scrolling on social media. Like, instead of sleeping at a reasonable hour, I would be scrolling on TikTok, locked in, unable to do anything else but move my finger, you know, up and down the screen, scroll to the next video. And the feeling that you get after being locked in on your phone is almost like zombie-like. Maybe that's just me, but I feel like that's kind of what it's making us. It feels like I'm brain dead after I'm scrolling on my phone forever. And not to say I'm perfect and don't catch myself scrolling, but the thing is, I catch myself if I am, and I'm aware of it, and I also have put tools and strategies in place in my life so that I'm able to set boundaries and really not let this fake reality that we can sometimes create for ourselves on social media and our phones overtake my real reality. So going back to where I used to spend like nine plus hours on my phone, I wasn't creating content at the time. When I started a social media platform, I had definitely improved, but I would still catch myself more often than not scrolling, comparing myself to others, and using social media in a pretty toxic way. And I'll never forget this interaction I had with this influencer I met. So she was a really sweet person, and we had some nice conversation, but I couldn't help but notice that she couldn't help but look at her phone just about every few minutes. And, you know, I was thinking like, oh, maybe something important is going on. Maybe she's like, you know, has an urgent situation. But no, it was just to go on Instagram. And later in the conversation, it came up that You know, she didn't really think she had to reduce her screen time on social media because that was her job, which I completely understand. But me at this moment wanting to, you know, pursue content creating and actively doing it, I had a feeling that that wasn't good because even if it is a job, it's such a balancing act. You can go on social media with every intention to post, but you can get stuck scrolling on the explore page you know influencers entrepreneurs content creators businesses and anyone who is on social media you need to find the balance and it is so great to have this technology because it can serve as as an inspiration to see what others are doing in their lives and we can also feel like a sense of community when maybe our favorite creator posts or we can learn valuable information that can kind of change our lives around. I know I've had some really amazing people impact me that I've followed on social media, but there's definitely a fine line between checking social media obsessively, scrolling mindlessly for hours, and you know letting the phone take over time with friends working on projects and other creative outlets. So with all this being said, let's go over some practices that have helped me reduce my screen time. Now it would make the most sense to start at the very beginning of the day. So let's say you wake up. Now I don't know what you do when you wake up, 
But I used to go on my phone and start scrolling on social media instantly. And if you are doing this, I highly recommend you stop because for me at least, before I knew it, I would spend 30 minutes, maybe more, in bed on my phone and I would just feel so groggy waking up and I would feel so unproductive the rest of the day. And by starting your day distracted, you set the tone for this. So the rest of your day is going to be distracted. Going on social media when you first wake up is overloading your brain, just flooding it with information before you're even fully awake. And this can directly interfere with your ability to prioritize tasks during the day and be productive and get things done because you have information overload and just so many things going on. It could also lead to anxiety and stress first thing in the morning if you're, you know, checking your emails and you get some bad news or whatever it may be. So in the morning, what I do now is I will get up and now I will check my texts because usually there's something important I have to answer and I have to turn my phone alarm off anyway when I wake up. But when I do get up, I'll, you know, go to the bathroom and I avoid going on social media. And it was really hard at first. I was like, I don't know like if I can do it. Like it was just such an impulse to check social media. So what I started telling myself was, okay, you know, just go to the bathroom, wash your face, you know, and then you can go on social media. So I would do that. And then after I washed my face, I was like, okay, go make breakfast, go eat it. And then you can go on your phone. And after that, I would say, okay, you know, go get ready, get all your stuff, get out of the house. And then you can check your phone. And I would just keep prolonging the process until it would become to after I left the house, did my workout, I would, you know, then check social media. And it's just prolonging this process so your brain isn't so impulsively driven to check it. And I know at first I couldn't even use my phone as an alarm because I would just go on my phone. So it's really about knowing what your boundaries are. Maybe you have to get a physical alarm clock. I actually also have a physical alarm clock, but I also use my phone as alarm because sometimes that physical alarm clock just doesn't like to go off. And sometimes the phone alarm just doesn't like to go off. So I have both, just in case. But anyway, I digressed. What I was saying, in the morning, just make sure you are setting those boundaries so you do not check social media first thing in the morning. And really even go on your phone. Because sometimes, even if I don't have social media that I'm checking, I'll go on my emails. Or I'll go like look through my photos or whatever. So really recommend not going on your phone first thing in the morning. So the second thing that can help with this is setting your phone filter to a reddish color or a black and white. Now, this may sound kind of odd, but it has been a game changer for me. So in the morning, I have my phone set to a red filter, and it makes all of the colors very distorted and does not make you as entertained because part of the science behind why we want to spend so much time on our phones is the colors that are going into our brains. Um, it's boosting dopamine. There's all this you know, scientific evidence that the red notification button, like that is contributing to us impulsively wanting to check social media or text messages, you know, whatever. So what I do is I have this red tint and it's very good for your eyes as well because blue light is also a huge problem. So this red filter I'll have on at night as well. And then what I mentioned also was the black and white filter. So black and white, super boring, right? Like, <laughs> especially living in this modern day, 
sometimes when I watch like black and white shows, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so boring. Like it's just, we're not used to it, right? And so turning your phone on black and white can be super beneficial as well. Um, But if you also want to avoid blue light at night, I recommend doing like a red filter and that pretty much takes off the blue light. And you can do this by going into your settings, going to color filters, and then you can set the color filter or whatever you want. And then you go to accessibility in your settings and you would make a shortcut for color filters. Now, this is for iPhone. I do not know for any other types of phones, but you can definitely research that. Now, let's go on throughout our day, okay? We have the red filter on our phone in the morning. That's great. Now, scheduling out your day, the third thing that is just so important. If you don't have a schedule, you're going to wake up and be like, uh, I'm just going to go on my phone for a little bit. I don't really have anywhere to be. I don't have anything to do. That is not good. That's setting yourself up for disaster. So maybe you have like a lot to do now. Maybe you have to get up and go to school or whatever. But maybe you're like me where work doesn't start till nine. And if I wake up at, you know, five or 5.30, whatever it may be, I have a lot of time on my hands before nine. So getting a workout in in the morning is really important to me. And in order to do that, I have to have that scheduled so I can get out of the door with enough time to work out before work. So every morning or the night before, or even the week, in the start of the week, schedule out your days. Schedule out what you're going to do, you know, when you're going to work, when you're going to do homework, what time you're going to work out, when you're going to see friends. And it doesn't have to be such a rigid schedule, but at least you have something set in place. So maybe you wake up one morning and the plan was to start doing homework at maybe 10 o'clock, okay? Now, what are you going to do before that? Okay, maybe say you're going to work out. That's great. What time are you going to wake up? You know, and you're making all these plans for your day so that you don't really have 30 minutes or an hour to scroll on your phone. And if you're interested in hearing more about how to schedule your days, I did a whole episode on this on how to use time management. It's a few episodes before this, so go check that out. And now, in regards to being productive during the day. Some things I find helpful when I'm studying specifically or working on projects is putting your phone in another room or out of sight. It is so easy when you have the phone in front of you to just grab it when someone texts or grab it and, you know, open a text, read it, and then go to social media because you forgot what you were doing. Like, how many times has that happened? You go on your phone. We Have you ever, have you ever had this where you go on your phone when you're doing homework because you get distracted by a text but then you go on your phone and you forget what you were distracted by so then you go on social media like i I don't even understand how that happens like your distraction causes you to go on your phone but then you forget what the distraction was so then you open up another distraction so weird i don't know if that makes sense but you know it's happened to me but anyway with all that being said let's just not have our phones in our sight um, putting our phones on airplane mode, that helps for me, or do not disturb, um, turning it completely off. Or if you study, you know, at home often, or, you know, you work from home and you find that you're constantly going on your phone and it's hard for you to stay focused, I definitely recommend having other people around you. So whether you go to a coffee shop or you, you know, meet with friends, 
I feel like having people around you, even if you don't know them, it kind of keeps you accountable to be like, oh, I have to focus on work or I have to focus on studying. I don't want, you know, people to see me scrolling away on my phone in this coffee shop here. So just putting little tactics like that in place is kind of helpful throughout the day. Now, number four is have places where you do not go on your phone. So like no phone zones. For example, for me, I have my bed. Now, some people may, you know, go to, say, their whole bedroom. Like, you cannot bring your phone in your bedroom, which I may do that at some point, but I know what works for me now is not bringing my phone in my bed. Because if I wake up and I grab my phone, turn my alarm off, and go to my bed, I will start scrolling. You know, the bed is super comfy. You might spend a little more time than you would have liked there. Another idea is, you know, the gym. When I'm at the gym, I'm not going to be scrolling on social media. Maybe during a warm-up or in between my sets, I'll, you know, answer some messages on Instagram, but I'm not going to be scrolling, and I really don't like to be distracted, so I just try to keep my phone in my gym bag, listen to my music, and go on with my workout. So think of places that can be like a no-phone zone. Maybe you have an office space in your house that you do work in, or maybe like the library or a coffee shop is like a no-phone zone. Like you are not going to touch your phone, and if you do need to, you have to go out of that space, and you can use your phone there. For example, at night, what I've done is I read the Bible in my bed instead of being on my phone in my bed. And that's an example of a little replacing the habit. So maybe you, you know, often wake up and you go on your phone. Replacing that with reading the Bible for me has been amazing. And also replacing things with, you know, maybe you still have your phone nearby listening to a podcast, but you're not going to go on your phone scrolling because you're actively listening to a podcast. I think podcasts are so helpful. Um, Kind of maybe funny that you're listening to a podcast now and I'm saying it's helpful, but seriously, like if I'm doing laundry, I used to have a big tendency to get distracted or like cleaning my room, for example, you know, whatever it may be. I would get distracted and I would go on my phone, but if I have like a steady stream of like something I'm listening to, like a podcast or music, I'm going to stay in the zone. And that's been really helpful for me. Of course, it's good to, you know, sit in the silence sometimes too. I think that's also very important. But just finding little tricks and seeing what works with you for that. Now, number five is having usage boundaries. By this, I mean how much time are you going to be on social media? When are you going to be on your phone? So a really good app on phones, at least on iPhone, is screen time because you're able to set limits for yourself. Of course, the one downside of that is you can easily ignore the limit. And I had honestly made myself really used to just hitting the ignore button and then, you know, allowing myself to do 15 or, you know, an hour more on this social media app. So unfortunately, that doesn't really work for me anymore. So what I have done is I set boundaries. Let's say we're going into the night here. I set boundaries at night. I delete my social media apps when I am done for the day. And honestly, all I use right now is Instagram. I deleted Snapchat a long time ago because it just did not serve me. TikTok, I was on 
posting and creating content. But that app, I don't know what it was, but I just had such trouble not going on the For You page. And I know like Instagram, it's not too hard to realize when I'm scrolling, but I feel like there's some type of weird stuff they put in TikTok that makes you literally hypnotized by the app. I do not know what it is, but my attention is just like completely drawn. So for my own good, I have deleted the app. I may, you know, go on and post on there any content um, occasionally, but for now I am not doing that and I'm just taking a little break from TikTok. And that's another thing, you know, know your boundaries. Sometimes you just need to fully delete an app. And sometimes people may say, well, you know, that's pretty weak. You should just, you know, get used to having the app and use self-control. Well, yes, but also these apps are very addictive. So if you need to delete something, you know, go for it. If you're for your own mental health, you need to delete it. I think that's a good idea. And back to deleting apps. So at night, I will delete Instagram and I don't redownload it until after my workout or, you know, after I get my day started the next day, whenever I'm going to post on my story. And that has been really helpful for me because I wake up and I don't think about social media. I don't look on my phone where it is and it's not so impulsive where I just click on the app. What I've even done is in the past when social media, it was honestly like a drug. And, you know, with an addiction, you have to kind of wean yourself off of it. Sometimes you can't just go cold turkey. Well, yeah, with most addictions, you cannot go cold turkey. So what I did was I deleted the app, the Instagram app, but I would go on the browser. And this is a really good idea if you still want to you know, be updated with people you follow and, you know, kind of check in, um, but not scroll unnecessarily. Just delete the app and download the browser when you want to check. The browser is so boring. Like, it is so slow. It is so inconvenient. (laughs) I'm really selling this, aren't I? But it's just not something you want to spend a lot of time on. You know, I would delete the Instagram app and I would just go on the browser to check in on, you know, my favorite creators or whatever. And then I would get off. I did not want to scroll because it was so boring and it wasn't quick. And part of the things that make us so addicted to social media is that everything is so quick and we don't need to have patience. Everything is so short. Our attention span, well, we don't need to have an attention span for social media because everything is so quick. So with the browser, when everything's super boring, you kind of just want to get off after a while. So honestly, that's a really good idea. I think that social media can offer some really cool things in our life, but it's really just finding that balance. And maybe for you, finding that balance means taking an entire week off of all social media and then coming back to it and reevaluating how you need to use it in your life. Now, I know I've provided like a lot of (laughs) things that I've used and just like tips and tools, but I wanted to leave you with one thing to think about. Whenever you are tempted to go on your phone, you know, pick it up, start scrolling, remind yourself why you do not want to actually do that. You want to remind yourself the negative side effects that using the phone unproductively can cause. So anytime you find yourself wanting to just continuously scroll, think of what else would be beneficial for you to do 
what could bring more joy to you in this moment? And I'm not an anti-social media. I'm, I'm wanting to say that because you may think it's, you know, hypocritical for me to talk about this yet to be posting on social media. I'm not anti-phones. I think it's a very good technology, but we do just need to find the balance with that. So if you are tempted to continuously scroll on your phone and you know that that is not adding to your life and it does not make you happy, you want to remind yourself of that every time you are tempted to do it or you are doing it. So this week, I hope you can kind of evaluate your phone usage, technology usage. This also goes for like, you know, watching TV, whatever it may be. We just want to evaluate our screen time and understand what boundaries need to be set so that we can actually live a fulfilling life, not behind a screen. But with that being said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did have any questions for me, anything you want me to talk about in other episodes, feel free to DM me at adriana.refrano on Instagram. I'm so thankful that you spent the time listening. And I really hope that this week you can make some changes. Um, And maybe you don't even need to make some changes and you're doing great with your phone usage and you just want to take some preventative steps. But whatever it is, whatever part you are on in your journey, I hope that this can be of benefit to you. And let's keep creating a life we love together.